0: Hey, real quick, me and Matt Duckett were going to talk the Redeem Team documentary that came out this past Friday on Netflix about the U.S. Olympic men's basketball team to travel to the 2008 Beijing Olympics to get the gold medal back to America. We were going to talk Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Coach K, the tone of America at that time. But unfortunately, Matt is feeling under the weather. Thankfully, he tested negative for COVID-19. Man's just got to get his electrolytes and Gatorade. But that was the pod that was planned. So this one's going to be shorter. So do your homework for the pod that's going to come out on Friday about that. In the meantime, hope you enjoy the show. Most importantly... On to the pre-show. You ever see photos of a nigga that's in a relationship online? And you see pictures of him with his girl. And he looks very happy. And you like, this nigga gotta be gay. I ain't no nigga that happy to be with no bitch. <laughs> Especially if, you, if you've met the woman or dealt with her. And you're just like, yo, this is a horrible fucking person. And I just, I can imagine what your life is like. Like, you ever just kind of think that about people, you know? Look, some things are hating and some things are just kind of honest assessments of society. You know, that we just gotta, we just gotta roll the punches. Hey, but fuck all that. That's not how we're gonna start this off. Um, Kanye. So Kanye got his Twitter account banned his, Insta- his Instagram account. Ban because he said what is flat out anti-Semitic remarks he, he did that uh he said can, can I find it well I mean so first off like originally when because one thing if you were a famous person or even if you're not a famous person if you were texting Kanye West there's a strong strong chance that he will make those texts public for whatever reason so, he was texting Diddy, and Diddy, I guess he had a phone call with Diddy, and me and Matt, I want to say we were capped at last episode, but basically, Diddy was like, hey, man, I don't like the White Lives Matter t-shirts, and Diddy sa- and Kanye said, hey, go tell the Jews that told you to talk to me, blah, 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 rest doesn't matter, he said, go tell the Jews that told you to talk to me, and it's like, come on. First off, that's even insulting from a black perspective, just like, Diddy's like a... F- fucking, you know, damn near a billionaire, and he's been, like, a hundred millionaire for, like, you know, years and years and years, and you're going to think that, like, there's some sort of white man, Jewish white man machine controlling this nigga, like, that's, even if you don't like Puff, I just find that insulting, whether it's Toys Puff or Jay or Obama or whoever, like, you don't think these men can't, even, like, sure, they're in bed with certain corporations, and there's things you don't like, but, I mean, that's one. Two. Um, you know, just to insinuate the insinuation that Jewish people control the world is anti-Semitic and it's what leads to synagogues getting shot up and a lot of Jewish people feel that sentiment and I do not blame them. Um, but so anyway, so Kanye at one point he said, I'm trying to find the exact quote. Uh, do, 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 do. He said... DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, and what was an apparent reference to the U.S. military readiness condition scale known as DEFCON, should be called defcoon and he tweeted, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda, and it got responses from uh, Sarah Silverman tweeted, Kanye threatened the, the Jews yesterday on Twitter and it's not even tra- trending. Why do mostly only Jews speak up against Jewish hate? The silence is so loud. I mean, the fairness, a nigga did get banned. <laughs> that's like the nigga to me That's like, I mean, yeah, like we aren't talking about it enough, but at the same time, it's like <laughs> he did get banned, like something did happen, you know. Um anyways, uh Oh wow, Dionne Warren called for gay to be banned for life everywhere. Also a little reminder, Kanye using the word death in Jews in the same sentence when six hundred six million Jews were murdered, two out of three European Jews is a vi- is vile. And Warren irresponsible, she she tweeted Sunday. Um, John Legend tweeted and I'm, I'm going to stop telling you what everybody tweeted but John Legend tweeted weird how all these free independent thinkers always land at the same old anti-blackness and anti-Semitism you know that is something that is kind of like interesting how like <laughs> Kanye and Dave Chappelle were kind of like you know the truth speakers in like George Bush's America and then now they're they're almost like the poster child. They they're, they're kind of like I mean I wouldn't say they're like Candace Owens, but they're they're kind of like the they. I don't think Dave is trying to appeal to the white alt right, but I'll say uh, they definitely gravitate towards him. Kind of like, Jay-Z, like ooh, Jay Z. Like would not in that regard, but Jay Z would make um, Jay Z because my cousin who DJ will will said like Jay Z never really made a club record, but it's just that. It, clubs just kind of gravitated towards jay-z records but jay-z never made a uh like a prototype club record i'm like hmm that's interesting so i would say that in terms of dave Chappelle, you know what is not all right and with kanye that nigga's just pandering he's shaking ass he's shining shoes he doing all that shit um i hate when these lost nigga celebrities Go and say something about Jewish people. Cause we we went through this like about a year ago when Nick Cannon uh was talking about black people and being the original Jews and Jews. And you guys can go back to a very old episode. It was it was called Vlad TV, Blacks and Jews. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, we definitely unpacked that. Here's the thing. Reason I hate when a lost nigga celebrity goes and says some stuff about the Jewish community is because then we got to have a useless conversation about black and Jewish relations. Same way. Like every time fat Joe says, nigga, or uh, the girl that was on big mouth, Gina Rodriguez, she said, nigga, in some sketch. And she sang it on the Instagram story. Jennifer Lopez. Every time a Latin, a famous Latino says, nigga, we got to have some conversation about, you know, slave ship routes and, but are they Spanish? But are they African? Are they this? Are they, do they claim that? And we got to have these fucking conversations, which is like, if you're not a nigga, (laughs) why, (laughs) why, why bother? But so that's only germane to this is, We got to have more useless conversations about black and Jewish relations. And here it is. Black people, black people listening, hoteps, especially you niggas ain't no original Jews. You niggas ain't no Hebrews and you coons ain't no Israelites. Did you learn to read the Torah? Did you learn Hebrew? Did you get a bar mitzvah? It's like me saying I'm Crip, and I ain't never been jumped in or went on no missions and I ain't got the set tat of nowhere on me. But I'm like, "Well, a bunch of niggas that look like me did that, so fuck it, I'm that. Well fuck it, I'm a black panther." I ain't go to no meetings, I ain't got no afro, I ain't got no uh uh beret on my head, I got no I ain't wearing all black. I'm just saying I'm a black panther cuz there was some niggas who was black panthers and I ain't doing shit for the community, but I'm just like, well, I'm a Black Panther. Well, you, well, you know, we the original. We we the original. That is just like the Illuminati. That shit is just me. Ma- First off, Black like, we are already the original man. We need to be the original Jewish man, too. Like, and again, it's like with the whole fucking, you know, original Blacks were Jews. It's like, I kind of think the, I don't think the original Jews look like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> or a little dicky, but I also don't f- think the original Jews look like Dikembe Matumbo. <laughs> you know like I think the original Jews probably look like French Montana <laughs> maybe Clay Thompson shit maybe what Drake looks like w- when he came out with no facial hair w- when Drake looked kind of m- like a little bit more ambiguous before he, he like grew a beard <laughs> like that's that's what I think the original Jews look like but anyways I digress. But I hate it. I, I hate that. And then I hate when we have this conversation because Jewish people will reach back to how they contributed to the civil rights. They'll contribute, and they'll do it with a lot of you know people. And one thing that I hate that ethnic whites do: this is Jews, this is Italians, this is Irish, and this is I'm even going to say some of our brown brothers, some of our Asian brothers and sisters, like. They'll talk about how they got treated when they got to this country. And it's like, there is nothing like being a nigga in this country. I don't even want to have that discussion. There's nothing like being a nigga. There's nothing like being a Native American. And that's a whole other conversation. But you know what I'm saying there's nothing like those two things. And it's like, I don't think those conversations, like how you got treated when you got to Ellis Island or how they treated your great-great-grandparents and then you ran a business. I don't feel like the, these conversations should be held. In the same conversation. But anyways... <coughs> J- <coughs> Jewish people... And when I say Jewish people... I am well fucking aware... That people of any ethnicity... Skin color can convert... But obviously when I say Jewish people... I am talking about white Ashkenazi Jews in America. That is what I'm talking about when I say Jewish people. And I'm not going to say Ashkenazi Jews the entire time. Because you know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyways... um, Look, they have been more tolerant and accepting than other ethnic groups historically, when it comes to relationships with black people in America. But at the same time, I've experienced this. A lot of other black people this. White Jewish people will still say and do some shit to remind us. They got the complexion for the protection as the late great Paul Mooney said. They got the complexion for the protection. They will still do some shit that reminds us, like, yeah, you a white boy. Yeah, you a white girl. Because I remember, like, on uh, one of the pods uh, I did with uh, James Mora uh, last month or or some change, the conversation, what he said he considers Jewish people not to be white because they have culture, and I don't – Having culture, to me, is not, like, the standpoint if you're white or not. I just think white people just don't embrace their culture enough, or if you want to say WASP. But it's like, you know, look, if I go to some Oktoberfest with a bunch of German people... Sorry, Jews, I don't mean to... Sorry to the Jewish folk listening, I don't want to just switch from Jews to Germans. I realize that could be a little startling. But what I'm gonna say, if you go to a fucking Oktoberfest and it's a, it's a bunch of fucking Schnitzels. And they they fucking dressed up in their little medieval outfits and the, with the little uh, the women are wearing like the fluffy things around and you just see a bunch of big pale calves walking around <laughs> and fucking tall beers. I'm gonna be like, these are not white people. They have culture. You're not gonna do that. And I'm not saying that as a shot at James Mora. I'm just saying that is like a I I don't think that's a good enough um a good enough litmus test, you know. But in essence, both cultures, black and Jewish people, have a tendency to use our shared history to overstep boundaries. And Kanye is wrong. Kanye is 100% wrong. The can is wrong. I'm not, I'm not I'm not capping for them at all. But what I'm saying is I think I truly believe that we both I think black people feel that they got way more like black people don't know shit about Jews, though. And black people will be around Jews and Jews will be around black people because, you know, there's certain shared interests, you know, like. I would say both cultures uh, definitely do not not mind um, exercising uh, their their uh, right to variety when it comes to interracial dating and interracial sex. I will say that Jewish dudes love hip hop. You know, there's like, there, there's certain areas where we cross, you know, but at the same time, it's like, come the fuck on, you know, I, I will say, I'm going to quote a, uh, a friend of mine, Jacob, it's funny, he was, because um, Jacob's from New York in the 80s, and one thing I, it probably like Jacob just knows he can't bullshit with me, because there, there's like a lot of people that grew up in New York in a certain time, and they'll act like, yeah, it was like, I was around blacks and Puerto Ricans, and it's like, no, you're around white people, Puerto Ricans, and some Asians, and the black people are way the fuck over there. You was not around black people like that. But anyways, Jacob told me he's in this, uh, he's in this like old school New York Facebook group where he and Jacob is like a friend of mine where he will like take random images off Google. And he'll post like a picture, and be like, "Where in New York is this?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> bet you wish you could just get on a plane and fucking disappear, don't you? Uh, I know I could. I wish I could. Mm. That's the fun thing about New York is like there's just a certain sort of anonymity to New York, where it's like, man, you could just like get lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody fucking knows you. Anyways, that's besides the point. Let me stop Brent Um, Facebook group is old school New York shit, and Jacob is from the Bronx, and he said he grew up around Puerto Ricans, Irish, Italians, and Chinese, some of the sort. He he told me, he's like, yeah, people like post, hey, remember this? Remember this pizza spot? Remember this? And people post pictures. One black dude posted, hey, does anybody remember Jew, man? And it started off with a, a good number of black, Puerto Rican, and a few, you know, White people going, oh yeah, and basically Jew Man was this guy that said, Hey, call me Jew Man, and Jew Man will get you to hook up for sneakers. Uh yeah, like you want some pro cads, some Nikes. And then it was basically a bunch of white people being like, This is anti-Semitic. How dare you say Jew Man? And this is uh Jago goes, No, I remember Jew-Man. This is like fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, are there like Blah, blah, blah. blah. But he's like, dude, this is fucking bullshit. Like, this actually existed and then they were, like, basically trying to crucify this nigga in the Facebook group. (laughs) He just fucking was like, alright, I'm out of here. I didn't realize I started some shit. (laughs) I'd have Jacob on to tell the story, but it would be a fucking two-hour pod. I love Jacob. Anyways, but, but my point being is, like, there's also this side where it's, like, I was I would say because when I dated a Jewish girl, I had this conversation with her, and this was in regards to the um, the Jay Z line. And we started dating after the controversy from the uh, the four four line when uh, Jay Z said, uh, "Wonder how, uh, hey black people, let me find the exact line." uh, He says, "I'm not black. I'm OJ." We got in trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, um, if you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club, credit. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? That's how they did it. And it caused the backlash. And a lot of people was like, and he, he was like, yo, I thought I was, um, I thought I was, uh, doing something nice. <laughs> You know, and one guy, um, an Israeli business manager, Guy Oseri, um who was a talent manager and uh you know, he he, he defended Jay Z like basically saying like, Hey, he was he was trying to show some respect. So what I'm saying is you yeah, y- you gotta fucking Jewish people gotta give brothers and sisters some room because it's like we niggas don't always know what the fuck they saying. Like they they think it's a compliment. So Jewish people are coming from the and this is for my also for my black people. So when black people be like, Yeah, y'all don't know. I'm Jew with it. You know, I'm Jew with it, man. You know, my money right. Like when you say shit like that, Jews are like, no, that's the shit that leads people to thinking like that We own everything. We own the banks and we own the fucking movie and media and all the news that you guys see and when you see a clip that that there was some, it was like for, I saw it on Worldstar, but it was, it came from the Conan O'Brien show, and it was basically about how a bunch of news stations all across America reported the same story the same sort of way, all different types of networks, and people like, yeah, that's the Jews controlling you, and you know whether it's you know niggas or QAnon, whether it's QAnon or CoonAnon, <laughs> like they, there's a certain sort of um, that leads to people shooting up synagogues, that leads to people beating up old Hasidic Jews, you know, and that's, or at least that, that, that line of thinking, right? So it's like, there's something you got to understand why Jewish people would be like, yo, you saying that shit, like that incites violence, but at the same time, look, if you're Jewish and like, you got to ask yourself, do you really think Jay-Z wants me to get hurt or wants my Bubby to get fucked up. Do you really think? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta ask yourself these questions. You know, you, you gotta be like, okay, do what do you really think the intent was before you just kinda like tear a nigga down? Cause I think the problem is, and we see we see it play out through celebrities. That's why like I'm just using celebrities as an example, even though regular people talk like this all the fucking time. But you gotta have this conversation with yourself. Like if you are Jewish and you Are offended when when a a black celebrity, especially one that you like, that you're a fan of, says some shit like this is because it's no different than you finding yourself in a situation where you don't realize that you overstepped the boundary or you did a cultural faux pas or you did some shit that came from a place of, you know, white privilege. And I mean, not that, like, obviously, you know, these brothers are intending to, you know, make a compliment, but so that's what I would say. It's just a, a lot of overstepping. And I think like the real problem is overall black and Jewish people really don't know shit about each other. Cause you know what happens Black people are very welcoming and Jewish people are very curious. Just be like, "Oh, what's that? What's that? What's that?" You know, a, a lot of Judaism like the what happens in the synagogue is based around debate and interpretations on how to practice the religion. It's not just, you know, it, it's not like Christianity You know, where it's like, this is the Bible, and this is how you do it, and this is how you're a good Christian. This is there's like a lot of room for different interpretations in that religion. It's a beautiful religion. So black people being very welcoming, with Jewish people being very curious. But black people just kinda being like, Oh yeah, you know what the fuck I mean, and Jewish people being like, no, no, what do you mean? I, it's bullshit can ensue, but I mean, basically, it just comes down to people don't know each other. But look, man, it's in, in regard in regards to Kanye though. I just wanted to get the black and Jewish conversation over. Um, If you guys did listen to past episodes where I did cover this, I'm not gonna say like there's a lot of other things like when I, when I do like I don't know, man my 80th podcast complaining about bitches. <laughs> like, yeah, I probably said this shit already, and I will apologize, but this, it's like, I this is actually matters, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I, I think, um... I think the biggest problem in life is when people talk about things they don't know about. Like, if you look at, like, in the culture, in the culture, you look at DJ Academics, when he was making light of niggas getting blown up in Chicago... And he's doing it from like the confines of his mother's basement. And then eventually you become a millionaire for making that sort of content when he never had to be near it and doesn't know it up close and personal. A lot of people from that area had a problem with that. So why would it not be the same with other people? You, you understand what I'm saying? I, I just really wish like one nigga to, it calls himself a fucking Israel a fucking black Israelite would actually take the time to go to a synagogue and really embrace a religion instead of it's just some cool shit to wear it's just some cool shit to call yourself so you ain't no Israelite nigga your yo granddaddy from Mississippi you fucking coon ha <laughs> ha But I don't know. People just need to stop talking about shit they don't know about. This is the Let's Unpack That podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Matt Duckett, get well, my brother. In the meantime, in between times, you here with me. You know what we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk album of the year. We're gonna talk current music. Some of my favorite projects of the year have been Freddie Gibbs, which is my favorite album of the year. YG dropped a great project, Vince Staples, The Game. Some of my favorite projects of the year. Pusha T, of course. So we're just going to talk some music. We're going to go down memory lane. This is going to be a real heady pop culture episode with a lot of film, TV, movie, and hip-hop references. Enjoy the show. Smoke yourself something. Pour yourself an alcoholic beverage. You listen to this in the morning. Wake the fuck up, nigga. And let's get to the money, nigga. Enjoy <laughs> the pod. I got a hot take. Freddie Gibbs is going to sneak into your top five. And this is like if you like if you value MCs, if you're top five, because if you have got one of those boring top fives where it's like Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, And then you go, Eminem, Ice Cube, or, you know, like, whoever, you know, your kind of other is. You know what's funny is, like, when people say they're top fives, and if it's Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas, like, that's just kind of, like, one, you can tell they're in the past, but then you can kind of tell how deep they're in the past by who their fifth is. Like, is it Eminem? Is it Redman? You know, it's just... I don't know. I, I feel like top five should always be changing. Like it's fine to have like your key guys there, but I mean that should always be there should always be somebody that like you, you know, you switch out. I feel top five is kinda like uh I don't know, it's kinda like having a go to drink. I don't know, <laughs> let me not bring my alcoholism in this. <laughs> Anyways, um look man, Freddie Gibbs is rapping his fucking ass off. He is really, really, genuinely rapping his fucking ass off. Soul sold separately. I'm gonna say his album of the year. At first, I had um, I had Vince Staples' album as album of the year because, I mean, yeah, I got Long Beach bias. Yeah, I got West Coast bias. Yeah, I got millennial rapper bias. Sure, but look, the production, the songs. Like for me when I look at and what constitutes album of the year, I don't look at oh, is this the best fucking piece of music I've ever heard? I look at is one, is this the best body of work I've heard from front to back all year and two, is this the best version of this artist that I've ever seen up until this point. Or if it's their debut album I'm gonna be like, you know I mean am I gonna be like, you know, this is just the best shit that I've heard all year, and I do, and am I going to be, do I think I'm going to probably be disappointed with whatever they come with next, just because it's not this, then yeah, that's album of the year, for debut artists, anyways, Freddie Gibbs, um, one thing with Freddie Gibbs is, you know, a lot of people, I think with rappers, people want rappers to have a signature song, and, and that, that is the thing, and I don't mean like hit songs, I mean like, like, actors have, like, a signature movie. Like, I would say, um, like, Eddie Murphy's signature movie is Beverly Hills Cop for some people. Other people is coming to America. Other people is trading places of 48 hours. And those aren't hits. I'm just saying those are, like, people's signature movies for him, you know. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' signature movie, Deadpool. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain people. It's like, oh, you're you're that guy, you know. Like, Morgan Freeman has been in a million fucking movies, and, like, I know we parody him as, you know, the the narrator, but what what's the one we all go to? When I saw Andy Dufresne, this nigga played God, and we still go back to fucking Andy Dufresne in red, and we still go back to prison in 1940, 50, whatever it was. So, anyways... Freddie Gibbs doesn't have a signature song, but I I think, like, now with with the fact that if you are the type of person that really does do the top five thing, you understand that you don't really need a signature song. I don't even really, I mean, J. Cole has hits, but I, I don't even know if J. Cole has, like, a signature song. You know what I'm saying? Because like Jada Kiss isn't a lot of people's top five, and I mean I don't I don't know what Jada Kiss's top charting song is. I just know like the one I the one Jada Kiss song I heard the most. I fucking hated why, and that and honestly that song has like aged very poorly, <coughs> just because you know it's so time specific, <coughs> and I hate it because it's like. You know, I fucking I love Jadakiss. I love Anthony Hamilton. You know, I I love two thousand four, but that oh God, I, I hated the fucking beat. I hated the I hate the shit. I knew he was he held back lyrically. Lyrically, it was, it was, it was, Anthony Hamilton was just crooning over over like these fucking quick I don't know. I just... You guys should be so glad I'm not a white comedian right now because I will pull up the lyrics and just fucking repeat them to you guys right now. (laughs) Anyways, um... No, but Jadakiss has sneaked in a lot of people's top fives even prior to the verses. You know, just with being a dope MC, killing guest verses, Uh... Actually beating 50 Cent in a battle, or you might even say war, but, you know, actually beating 50, uh... And obviously, you know, he's got a great body of work, you know, from the locks to his guest appearances, to his mixtapes, you know, to his uh, solo shit. But I really think Freddie Gibbs is like two projects away from that. Soul so Separately is just so fucking amazing. There's so many quotables. I can't. I, I'm going to say I haven't really felt. I haven't loved an album like this in a really long time. I mean, for me, it's like it's gonna be hard for anything to top Victory Lap for me. And maybe that is bias. I mean, obviously, I love the music, and obviously, it's West Coast bias. But I'm saying, just like in the time that I was in my life, I was in a real transitional period. You know, it was like 27 to 28. You know, it was like things were changing, and you know, I was when I bossed up, and I used that album for things. I used that shit for more than music, so. You know, that's probably what I look for in my music now to just really be like, this is the best shit ever. But I'm just, you know, fuck all that. I'm just going to say rap and technically any and some shit that I fucking like relate to as I get older. You know, it's funny, like this shit that just like resonates and connects, like, you know, when you get older, like music wise. But anyways, Soul, 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 Soul Separately by Freddie Gibbs for me is that album of the year right now. Uh, I had Vince Staples for a long time. Pusha T came out with his his album, and a lot of people know I'm a big pusha guy, and I gravitate towards that type of content. For me, the issue with um, with Pusha T's album... Shit, what, what was it called again? But for me, my issue with Pusha T's album that he came out with this year was just he didn't take it beyond it's not that i needed it to be daytona because also daytona came out around that same time but uh, yeah it's almost dry my bad but what it's almost dry is i've just it's not that i've heard blow because it's like i'm going to like it's push a t all all i'm going to hear is blow and all i want to hear is blow oh speaking of which about freddie Gibbs, gibbs album what's funny is um (laughs) <laughs> this one comic kevin anderson shout out kevin kevin anderson why the fuck do black people <clears throat> anytime we say somebody's name we just be like shout out to them is it because we just like really be talking shit and we be like let me say shout out so i'm not saying nothing bad i feel like because that's what it is for me when i just automatically say yo shout out da da, da on a pod because i'll be listening to a pod and i do get annoyed at just how often black people be like yo shout out da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, niggas be nine and niggas need shoutouts. Like, niggas be trying to get their dick sucked off, shoutouts. Niggas be trying to get some free shit off, shoutouts. So I fucking get it. Anyways. um, with this, with this Almost Dry, like, it was really good musically. I like that he did, you know, Five by Pharrell, Five by Kanye. Great concept. And I, I I'm trying to, I mean, I know I just got done talking a bunch of shit about Kanye, obviously, like, you know, musically, he he meant a lot to me. Um, you know, it's 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 not that like I'm canceling a. It's just hard to fucking like listen to college dropout seriously when you see what he's doing. Because then it just makes you think like, did you even mean that shit? And not that I need him to mean. Well, no, I kind of do need him to mean that shit. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, what you don't need the gangster niggas to mean when they talk about killing nigga, but you mean you he needs needs to mean some positivity or some relatable shit or whatever it is that you felt from him and it's like i i can't listen to this nigga now like musically or whatever you know so i mean kind of yeah anyways um because you got you got to answer like the fucking cynic in your voice sometimes that's how like if you want to stop from getting cynical or jaded you gotta talk back, you gotta out argue that motherfucker. You gotta out logic that fucking cynic in your head. Oh, you don't fucking. And they always talk. Ooh. Yo, we are so close to making fun of mentally retarded, disabled. Shit, I fucking wish Matt was here to tell me the correct term. <laughs> Why did that coon have to be sick? <laughs> Somebody's like he's not sick. He just needs a break. Like he's, I need a break from that nigga Lyle. <laughs> you know, I knew he wanted to talk about Jews and Kanye. And look, I'm sorry, Lauren. <laughs> you know what's funny? Matt is never gonna listen to this, and he's never gonna know that I fucking just did a whole piece on him. He's never gonna know. Fuck Matt Duckett, nigga. No, I'm just, <laughs> yo, shut out <up> Matt Duggett. <laughs> oh man, what the fuck was I talking about, Mm. but yeah, yeah, it's almost dry, Pusha T's album, yeah, 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 um, no, no, I was talking about listening to Kanye, Uh, no, but, uh, oh yeah, what I was saying, though, in regards to it's almost dry, is like, I wonder what making beats constitutes for Kanye now, because I just kind of can't picture that nigga sitting at a NPC or with a, ISR 10 finding some record Like, I just kind of feel like he says, yeah, or nay to beats and tells musicians what to do. And, you know, stays in the room for maybe hour 30, goes out, takes a phone call for 30 minutes, comes back in, does some stuff, brings a laptop, looks at some other shit, listens to the beat, nods his head. And then the other niggas just kind of finish some track themselves. That's kind of what I think he does. I don't, I don't think, you know, he, uh, I don't think he pushes buttons anymore that's what he did He push buttons it's not like he was playing like keys on shit like he was fucking pushing buttons a lot of these guys, you know like one thing with like your kanye's and your just blaze i really be wondering how well these niggas can actually play the piano because like we know like a guy like scott Storch is nice we know like a guy like Timbaland can figure shit out we know pharrell's a Fucking music. Before he's a musical genius, which he obviously is. He, you know, we know he can play drums and and uh fucking and obviously keys and and uh. I, I feel like Pharrell can play the guitar. I feel. I feel. You know what? I actually feel like it's just insulting that I'm even fucking asking. Like, yo, can can Pharrell play the guitar? I just Googled Pharrell and guitar right now. Oh, it looks like Chad was playing the guitar. Yeah, let the Asian guy do it, you know? They know how to pull some strings, huh? (laughs) We is Conan! (laughs) See what happens when Matt's not here? I just fucking run wild. I just run amok. No, but anyways, it's almost dry. Look, man, I I I think it was fine for me. It was just um, I think also what pushed what made Daytona so good was the fact that it only was seven tracks and like with or nine tracks, excuse me, but with nine tracks and you do a certain sort of repetitive content, it's easy to like. It sounds better when it's limited. Like if you are just going to stay within this theme. It's like all right, and keep it short. Like you know, Larry June. I think like it, I think like I look at Larry June, and obviously like you know, Pusha T a far better caliber rapper than Larry June. But just in terms of releasing projects, like the fact that Larry June, right, he makes this like you know, he makes like Boy Next Door rap. He makes like self care millennial. Like he makes music for like. Niggas that know scumbags and upstanding citizens and white people like it's very, but that are squares themselves and like everybody around them is kind of a square. But like you know, it's it, it's cool. It's cool. I like his music. I like just kind of vibing out to it. Like I don't like paying attention to nothing he says because it's just orange Jose. Uh, he's. But but yeah, Larry June. He's he's fucking NorCal Dom Kennedy. That's an interesting, like Dom Kennedy or Larry June. That's that's an interesting equation. I think Dom has more bangers than Larry, because like when Larry like tries to like when Larry June tries to like really rap, it sounds stupid. Like he tries to get on a club track or like a track where he's really spitting some bars. It's like okay, yo, you kind of don't. Nah, this ain't this ain't really for you. But, like, if you just have him, like, kind of floating on a beat that's, like, sort of, like, like a synth soul sample, you know, that you, that's a little lo-fi with, you know, a, a, a knocking bass drum, like, hell yeah. But I think Dom can do, like, a little, and Dom can't do what Game does or what Nip does. I don't think he has the versatility of them, like, you, you know, musically, but he can kind of sneak in on a kind of more poppy, jiggy record. Which I don't think Larry June can. But at the same time, I think Larry does like the kind of more chill shit better than Dom does. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, just about preference. Honestly, right now, I'd probably just take Larry June, though. If I got to pick between the two of them. I'd probably just pick, you know. Really just because I like that 91, 91, 91. That Rose Royce sample, like he just flipped it so fucking good. It's just that main reason. It, he's got the signature song. You need the fucking signature song. I feel like that's what holds so many people back from being in people's top fives. And be like, yo, they're yo, so underrated. It's like, but they don't have a signature song. It's like what Kendrick, Cole, Drake. Drake and Kendrick got the signature songs. I mean, Cole got hits, but uh, you, you don't got the signature song. I don't think, I mean, Push has if you know, you know, but that, if you know, you know, I feel it's just kind of more like cultural lexicon appropriation, kind of like by Felicia. It fucking killed me. I'd be like on Tinder and, you know, just swiping. It'd be like a 24 year old Asian girl. that would be like, I want to be like Felicia. She's always going places. And then I saw that and like a fucking 27 year old white girl. I want to be like Felicia. She's always going places. And it's like, these motherfuckers, no, they did not, I know they did not see Friday, but it, you know, by Felicia kind of got in the lexicon, uh, and so it did, if you know, you know, but people never actually knew, I don't feel like any of those people's, a lot of those people didn't see Friday. I feel like a lot of those people did not listen to Daytona. Uh, what, what else really uh, at least stuck with me out? Oh, you know, who has got a good project is YG. YG uh, just came out uh, with an album the same day as Freddie Gibbs. I listened to YG's first because I just felt like it'd be more, you know, melodic, fun party shit. Looking back, I should have did it the other way. I should have, I should have listened to. Oh no, came yeah, it came out Thursday, and then um, like late Thursday. Anyways, doesn't doesn't fucking matter. Came out with album. I got issues. The first half I'm not crazy about because. You know, there's something about when rappers get to like. They're, and me and YJ are born the same year. We're both, we're both uh, 32 years old. But there's something about rappers. I don't. Especially like, you know, these newer millennials. Like the rappers my age. Like millennials. I, I'm just starting to not believe the club records from these niggas as much, especially. Because you really got to find the spots to just hear, like, nigga raps. To just hear actual black music. You really... I found a, a little... It's my little sanctuary in downtown LA that I found. I'm not telling you niggas where it's at. You know, if you really party with me, I'll fucking show it to you. And it's a day party, too, nigga. And they be playing whole rap music. oh black music. This should be... They actually got some, like, good wine, but... Because they can't do liquor, so it's just beer, wine, and uh, soju cocktails... That's the only place you hear it. But anyway, so like YG He's got like kind of I guess "quote unquote" clubby records, but it's like it's just you just even like when you go to the strip club, like you just hear more doom 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 type music, and it's just more dance music and it's more pop. So, anyways, that's why I don't like that first half of the album, but uh, the rest of it, really, especially like the second half, I'll say the key tr- tracks from uh, that album. I would say our um, No Love, <coughs> he's got a track No Weapon with Nas. Oh, my God. So fucking soulful. And then uh, Drink to This and I Dance. And there's some controversy because he's got a song called How to Rob a Rapper, which is obviously, you know, in the wake of our brother p Rock. <coughs> P&B Rock, rest in peace. You know, that type of shit is, you know, people don't want to hear that. But he also, you know what's funny with YG is YG, how to rob a rapper, right? He's in some hot water because p b rock, Pop Smoke, our brother Pop Smoke, God Bless the Dead. And I think back to his very first album, My Crazy Life. When he, had, where he had a song called the flockers and flocking is, you know, it's a slang term in LA, which, uh, basically means, you know, jacking houses, uh, home invasions, like flocking, you going up in a crib and, you know, you, you take what you need and you get out or maybe you do more than get out, unfortunately, but yeah, flocking, flocking is a term, uh, But on that song, YG rapped about, it was something basically, you know, uh, you rob Asian people uh, because they're never home. And then it was around the time of, uh, you know, uh, shit, let me pull up. But this came back. uh, I'm pulling up a Rolling Stone article from April 5th, 2021. And uh, he's, uh, he said, uh, first, you find a house and scope it out. Find a Chinese neighborhood because they don't leave, believe in bank accounts. <laughs> Hold on. Let me wrap that again. No, I'm just I'm just playing <laughs> Hey, man. You know, that, that's kind of my problem with people. It, it, I don't want to say people have gotten too sensitive. But just in terms of culture, is like because I'm look if I'm Chinese, I'm not liking that line. So I'm not, especially around that time. There's a lot of anti-Chinese sentiment, and we're just coming off the heels of 2020. So I mean, because they kind of like brought it back, kind of like what R. Kelly. Where because it was crazy, like R. Kelly. It's like we Vibe magazine did like an in-depth article about it all like you know the shit we know that nigga did, <laughs> and like he still. Like, man, that nigga's a rapist. And, like, you know, you turn on Chappelle show, and he's making jokes. You turn on Jay Leno, and he's making jokes. You turn on uh, Mad TV, and they're making jokes. Then you turn on the VMAs, and this nigga's doing fucking trapped in the closet. It was a wild time just thinking that there was a time where motherfuckers get accused of all types of shit and whatever. The point is, though, I realized, like, culture was changing when, like, that nigga got pressed at, Huff- at uh, Huffington Post. And he walked out, and that was That was like an interview. That was like kind of in there, where it's like you see motherfuckers like faxing shit. You see somebody like on a computer. You see some guy getting water, and it's kind of out of focus in the background. They're just sitting on a couch having like a a regular conversation, kind of like the fucking um. Oh god, what, what was my guy on a uh, on ABC? What was, what was his name? He was a fucking anchor. Fucking love this guy to death. Peter Jennings. When Peter Jennings would be on the uh, on the on the fucking news and you see people like walking in the back. I fucking love that because you felt like, you know what, I'm really in the news. Peter Jennings was like, when, I don't know. I really like, I grew up like, I'll watch TV with my grandma and it'd be like, you know, 60 Minutes, Peter Jennings. I just I just like really had a high respect for, I still do for a uh, You know, like, old-school television journalists, you know? There's also something, like, really soothing about it, which is why I think people love Anthony Bourdain. Anyways, this nigga YG, man, he gonna tell you some real shit about some robbing and... or or some flocking, and I feel that people... You know, let me stop saying what I feel. Niggas gotta stop saying they want that real shit and then getting scared when they hear it. And that is not in regards to the Chinese community at all. That is not in regards to people that do not want to perpetuate violence, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we accepted in the Godfather, they said, sell drug, let the niggas sell drugs, they're soulless. Because we're like, all right, well, I'm sure Italian men in positions of power did say really fucked up things like that. We already know what our politicians say, so we just accepted it. Um, in a movie like Pulp Fiction, where they're talking about dead nigga storage in a movie like, uh, Reservoir Dogs, you know, I, I don't even just a lot of Tarantino crime movies where the only black person is Sam Jackson or nobody <laughs> just, shout out Glenn Truman, Reservoir Dogs, shout, shout out Mary Royce, The Wire. I'm, yo, I'm getting deep with my hip-hop and film references. This is like a very deep loud podcast. Anyways, my thing is, it's like, okay, on one hand, you want to like, be like, oh, that's authentic, and then when a nigga make a song about it, it's like, ooh. See, this is why Hollywood should let black people make movies. Because then we probably wouldn't, we wouldn't have gone so hard in rap if we just saw more people that look like us. So then it's like, okay, well, fuck, you got our eyes, well, then we got your ear, nigga. Let's just end on that. This has been the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I have been your host, Lyle Barron. I thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode because we hooked it up. Last minute special just for you guys. I know there are some episodes that I do just to stay with the routine stay with the schedule like the grab a cup of coffee episode with the coffee whatever the fuck i call that bullshit look we didn't need that but hey look if you if you if you get nervous while flying or you're just like bored out of your mind you got insomnia just you know something to put on and you know get last and you know think about some shit you know get lost and think about some shit you know something to do anyways hope you guys enjoyed this one if you guys enjoyed this one please personally let me know please send me you know please share on social media and tag me also the youtube channel is alive and well we have been putting out content content on there and if you guys have not seen uh full episodes with the visuals with uh you know me and matt duckett you guys can see them on there you just go to my lyle barron's youtube channel and you know you guys uh you know can can see some shit uh we got going on with that said we will see you on friday and like i said watch that Redeem team documentary because we're gonna be covering that next have a good one